I am your host, Bob Buell. Uh, This is an oddly numbered interview show where we ask all sorts of interesting people interesting questions. Today, with me on the show, uh, as star of stage and screen (laughs) and headphone, uh, Aaron Keefe. Aaron, thank you so much for uh, being here. Thank you for having me, and thank you for thinking I'm interesting. (laughs) That's incredible. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I would certainly say so, but we will find out in the next blank amount of time. <laughs> oh, I'm really glad that we set the bar so high. That's excellent. I was hoping yes, that would exactly. happen. Uh, you, you, they always say in podcasts, start as strong as possible to lure them in and then right. slowly disappoint over the course of an episode. Make promises you can't keep. I'm aware of that. Uh, I'm on a riddle podcast. There's only 100 (laughs) riddles, so. Yes, truly one of my favorite podcasts because of how quickly it devolves into anything but riddles. (laughs) Well, we didn't know. In our defense, we had no idea that there was uh, only a handful in the world. Yeah. But it it would be cool if there were more. (laughs) (laughs) One of these days, those scientists will come up with a 101st (laughs) riddle. And then yeah. you'll be on the precipice of it all. It's like people who start a movie when they don't have the technology available yet, uh, and they're hoping that they invent it. Uh, that's sort of what happened, but we don't know how to write riddles, so we're you sort of James Cameron yourself into a podcast. Yeah, we often James Cameron ourselves. Um, <laughs> it's sort of a fault of ours in many different ways. Truly amazing. Um, but before we get into the questions, a couple little. Uh, I hate calling them ground rules, but I truly cannot come up with a better expression for them. Um, So I'm going to choose to call them ground rules. Ground rule number one, take as much time or as little time as you need to answer the questions. If a yes or no suffices, give me a yes or a no. If a a short story about your life helps us understand the the answer to that question more, I want to hear that short story. Great. Uh, uh, Ground rule number two. There's nothing controversial. There's nothing political. That ain't what this show is. But if you want to pass, we'll pass. No biggie. No okay, words. Okay, cool. I, I'm really trying to get in trouble on this show, so I will not be passing. We've gotten a lot of people in trouble, let me tell you. Uh, and uh, yeah, ground rule number three, despite the name of the show being 99 Questions, there might be a follow-up. Some of these might just be a sentence with a question mark at the end. Uh, it, you know, if if this is the world of semantics and you're looking for exactly 99 questions, then I ask you to skip this podcast because that's not <laughs> what it is. Um, but the first of those non-questions that don't count at all, Aaron, are you ready? Yes. And that was, we'll just say that's question 100. Oh, so just gotta... a nice even number. Okay, that's fair. Um, I so, am ready, though. I'm excited and a little bit nervous, but ooh, mostly excited. Perfect. We we start off with the, the heavy hitters. These are the big questions early. Okay, I can't wait. I'm ready. Question one. What's the perfect breakfast? Oh, yeah. This is hard for me because you did choose my all-time favorite meal. Okay. Um, the perfect breakfast is scrambled eggs. Mm-hmm. And uh, bacon that's really crispy, 
mm-hmm. and some sort of uh, potato, and then like an iced coffee, and then really good company. Is wow. that a boring answer? Am I supposed to be like, is he, should I be doing joke answers? <laughs> no, that's <laughs> this is perfect. Absolutely perfect. Okay, great. I do like I do like the inclusion of good company in there. Uh, yeah, quite the qualifier. But that's I my like favorite it. meal to eat with someone. I think is like going out to breakfast with a friend. I I'd prefer that. I often like eating alone at restaurants, but not mm. for breakfast. Wow, that's a very good point. I think I agree with you, but I've never thought about it until this very moment. Like yeah. going out for breakfast with people or a person is usually just a wonderful experience. Whereas dinner, it gets to be like, well, I mean, you got so many drinks and we have to do this. And the person next to us is loud and this child's running around. But for some reason, breakfast always goes smoothly. Yeah. And if you're if you've decided to go out to breakfast, you probably don't have too much else going on that day. So it just feels very relaxing to me. I like it. I like it. You're opening minds here. I like it. Uh, Question number two. Who's the coolest dude? (laughs) Heavy hitters. I need to know what other people said for this. (laughs) Let's see. Um, We've gotten... (laughs) We've gotten some video producers who work in the video game industry who are apparently very cool. Uh, we've gotten several people's dogs. I believe one answer was the ashes of someone's dog, which is, I'm going to count it. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. That, right. it, it runs the gamut. Um, so I recently watched the uh, documentary. What is it called? Searching for Sugar Man. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. That's a yeah. wonderful one. Uh, Rodriguez in that. I think that there's been no cooler description of a person than before Mm. they introduce him. Like talking about him in a bar playing towards the wall with his guitar. I was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard (laughs) in my life. And his music is so good. And we're playing it a lot around my condo right now. So that's the first thing that comes to mind. So I'll go with that. I love it. Definitive. Because I don't know any cool people in real life. (laughs) And I'm proud of that. I don't know a single person who is cool. Zero. If you're listening to this and you know Aaron, consider yourself uncool. I absolutely don't think any of my friends are cool. Not a single one of them. Uh, Putting them on blast early. Uh, They're good at other things. They're just not cool. (laughs) Uh, Wonderful. Uh, Question three. Steak, chicken, or fish? Um, The best version of all those things, I'm picking fish. Mm, oh did i I get it wrong (laughs) no (laughs) i'm sorry jesus you get three strikes and then i just end the call (laughs) oh god okay uh uh, steak i guess i don't know (laughs) if if i'm at a fancy restaurant and i can order a fancy version of a thing i'm not ordering fancy chicken i'm ordering a fancy fish i'm from boston so i grew up eating a lot of seafood so that's probably why that's my answer. I like it. Is no, that not very... your answer? Is that why you made that noise? <laughs> no, I, I only made the noise because I believe it's the exact same answer that uh, your uh, cohort of yours, Adel Rafai, did on Ugh, a previous never episode. Never mind, I say anything else. <laughs> but you, because you did say, you did make a noise where I was like, oh my God, is Bob a fish? I actually haven't seen a video of you. So I'm like, oh my God, are you a fish? And I just said I would 
um, eat you for dinner. Uh, so I'm glad that it's just it, it was because you knew I was following in the footsteps of another one of my very uncool but very talented friends, Adel. Yes. And in an unrelated note, I do need to douse myself in seawater for one second here. Oh, unrelated. I knew it. I absolutely knew it. He's a no, fish. No, no, no. Don't get... no, no, no. <laughs> Google him. Not. You guys, I just Googled him and he is a fish. <laughs> Dang it. All my gill pictures. I knew I shouldn't have sent those around. <laughs> Uh, question four. What is the best gift you've ever gotten? Gotten? Oh, um, oh my gosh. I've gotten so many good gifts. I have a lot of people in my life where that's their love language of what they like to give. Um, mm. uh, the man I'm currently dating is a little bit better at me than me at getting or at giving gifts. Um, so he's been outdoing me a lot and, uh, we were best friends before we started dating, and we went to this haberdashery, is that how you say it, in Austin um, a few years before we started dating, and I tried on a hat, and I loved it, and I couldn't afford it at all, um, and we were laughing so hard, and he said he saw me in the hat, and that's when he like knew he wanted to be with me, and so uh, our first Christmas uh, of us dating, he uh, ordered, he called the hat place, and he ordered that hat online. So that's what comes to mind first. That's adorable. Isn't that sweet? Yeah, he's uh, so good at uh, giving gifts. That's really good. Now, flipping the script here, number five, best gift you've ever given. Um, I just got, I re-gifted him that hat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, you're, if you already got it, you might as well. Oh, no, he really is so much better. Um, I... We uh, have a balcony, and for our anniversary, we I uh, like did a bunch of research, and I sort of decked out our balcony, and now we hang out there every night. So I thought that was a pretty good gift. Oh, I no, I I changed my answer. I think my answer is um, I'm talking a lot about my boyfriend. I'm sorry. It's we're only eleven minutes in. I'm so embarrassed. Um, we met in an improv class, and the first time we ever spoke to each other was in an improv scene. Um, we hadn't uh, talked before. And we did a scene uh, about these two people who were neighbors and one person collected stamps and one person collected, uh, I don't know, uh, something like other, some sort of other collectible thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and we uh, did the scene and we made each other laugh so hard. And uh, the teacher after the scene was like, those two characters are going to fall in love. And then he said, it's actually, he's a improv teacher. His name's Rob White. He's really, really funny if you want to look him up. He also said, uh, thank God those weirdos found each other. I love scenes where you think, thank God those weirdos found each other. So for some anniversary, I got um, this uh, painting made of that says, thank God these weirdos found each other. And it's just covered in little stamps that have like meaning to our relationship. It's a long explanation. We're never going to get through all these questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to answer some of them fast. I'm so sorry. This no. can only be interesting to uh, my boyfriend who will, will listen to this. I'm sending it directly to his inbox, so mm -hmm. this is perfect. Perfect. Uh, uh, <laughs> question number six. What did you want to do for a living when you were a kid? Oh, um, that's a good question. What did you want to do? Can I ask like it back to you once every ten? Yeah, of course. Great. What, uh, do you, what, would you, what did you want to do? What did I want to do? You know what? I actually looked at an old yearbook recently because quarantine, why not? Mm -hmm. um, and I believe I just put artist. Mm. I didn't I didn't quite know what that meant. I don't that's think. That's very I think, mysterious. Now that's yeah. cool. 
I said not a fish. I don't know yeah, what I, I d- mean. Yeah, I don't want to be a fish anymore. <laughs> I just want to be where the people are. I'm just soggy all the time. Um, that I love how vague that is, but that's cool. I wish yeah. I had said something that cool. I think I really wanted to either work in musical theater somehow. I think I wanted to like direct musicals or I really wanted to like argue. I was like, maybe I'll be like a lawyer or a politician. I think that in my yearbook, I said lawyer. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Professional arguer. Yeah. I just wanted to like be mad at people, I think. But I think I was just like an angry kid and was trying to find a place to put it. That's very possible. Uh, maybe related to that. Number seven, what's the largest animal you can beat up in a fight? Oh my God. These are giving me whiplash. This is so funny. <laughs> my brain is like, oh my God. Um, Okay. What's the largest animal I could beat up in a yep. fight? Oh my God. Okay. All right. Not a lot of animals. Here's what I'm, my first thought. Okay. And I'm curious to see what other people have said and also what uh, your answer is. Because I don't want to be in a fight with anything that has any kind of teeth. Even if it mm. is like tiny, if it can bite me, I'm not, I'm losing, you know? Yeah, it's a good point. It gives them a huge advantage because even even something small with teeth can be brutal. Like I'm bigger than a dog, but do- a dog could kill me. Mm. Mm. This I... is true. So so let's let's scale down one. Is there something either just larger than a dog without teeth? I thought or... of one. Oh boy! I think I can beat up a penguin. Ooh, I'm not the... saying that I want to. Aaron Keefe, known penguin hater. <laughs> but they're just, their arms are so short and they're just like, they're yeah, just so squish. They would I, have I no jab. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I fully believe you could take on maybe a handful of penguins, quite frankly. Yeah, I would say like, even like bigger penguins. Um, <laughs> I think I could beat a bunch of penguins. Um, that's my answer. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, question. Again, I, I'm just now realizing that like, duality of jumping from one question to another question eight who's someone you look up to whoa um (laughs) my brain i feel like i should be answering like a entertainer or someone who works in in the industry that i want to be working in but Mm. i the first thing that comes to mind is a lot of my female friends um i happen to be especially in the comedy community i'm friends with so many people that i are socially and uh, friendship wise so aware and so giving and i feel like without them i would be missing a lot of cues um i like to try to emulate a lot of these women that are around me is that a boring answer no that's amazing but it, like I've just yeah I think of like Shelby Plummer and Elizabeth Andrews and Laurel Zoff Pelton Jack Belker Haley Palmer Raina Kasky I could go on um uh Layla Gorstein Olivia Nielsen I'm just naming a couple but anyways I think like I came up in a generation of uh, female comedians in Chicago who I think are not only the funniest people in the world but like the most caring giving people that's amazing yes 100% yes uh Question number nine. What's the first album that you bought with your own money? <laughs> uh, wait, I want to know your answer to this, too. Um, and I'm going to look up the name because I don't know the name of it. Mine, I could tell you exactly. I walked into a Coconuts 
this ages me quite a bit. East Coast uh, CD the, the retailer. Uh, I walked into a Coconuts in uh, beautiful New Jersey here, and I bought Stillmatic, the Nas rap album. Uh, oh my god, that's such a good answer. It's got some bangers on it, let me tell you. <laughs> to this um, day, it's no Illmatic, but it's quite good. I, so I, I was a, obviously, based on one of my answers, I loved musical theater albums, but the first, like, pop album I ever got um, is I walked into a store and I was so proud to buy it was the Oops I Did It Again Britney Spears oh, album the mm-hmm. one with her with the beads and the gold and she's walking out of it uh, oh yeah the song Lucky's on that album and I, I I like carried the CD around with me all summer like I would bring it to the store with my mom and I would hold it because I just wanted people to see me holding it <laughs> like yeah I bought this CD with Money I got from my allowance. It's not a big deal or anything. I just was like hoping people would ask me about it. It's ridiculous. Just slowly swiping it in front of people's line of sight. Yeah. Oh, oh it's so weird. Oh, man. I guess this... I walked out of my house with a Britney album. Anyone want to talk about how good the song Lucky is? <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. It's really good, though. I'm pretty sure I bought that or the single version of that uh, for my sister as like a birthday gift at some point. Oh, that's perfect. That, that's a great yeah. gift. Is that is that your answer for greatest gift you've ever given? Hey, we're past number five. Okay, fine. Miss Keefe. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine asking me the questions, but in the moment. Okay, you're right. We have a, we have a I'm strict, breaking the rules. strict rule set, as stated earlier. Very strict. <laughs> uh 10 what's your go-to karaoke song oh fun um uh i for a long time it was just maps oh uh, yeah 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 it's um, yeah, a great one uh you and i by lady gaga is really fun um mm. yeah those are i would say but i'm also so happy when anyone if i'm like at a karaoke bar i feel very relieved when anyone's doing anything dixie chicks I'm like, okay, Ooh. we're all having fun. This is a good vibe. <laughs> I one time, uh, there's this bar in Chicago, and it's sort of infamous because it's just the worst. And like all of my friends have gotten their wallet stolen there or had like the worst night of their lives there. It's called the Holiday Club. I think it's on sure. Irving Park in Sheridan. I don't know. Something like that. Uh, and they had karaoke a couple nights a week. And I uh, got home from work or something, and it was like 11 30 at night and my friend nina texted me and was like i'm doing karaoke at the holiday club want to come and i was like yep so <laughs> i wore a pajama shirt <laughs> to the holiday club just completely sober and was standing there and i was like as a joke it's everyone in the room is gonna laugh and they're gonna think it's so funny i'm gonna do a song from joseph and the amazing technicolor dream coat <laughs> which like even as a musical you it's the last musical you want to hear at a karaoke and I got up and I was like, this is going to be hilarious. I'm a hilarious person. <laughs> and the song started and it's just this room packed filled with people. And I was like, oh, no, this is not funny. No one knows what this is. And I every time like a verse would end, I would just be like, guys, I'm so sorry. I am really sorry that I did this. It was horrible. I was like, I wore my coat with golden lining. I'm so sorry. Bright colors (laughs) shining. It's over soon. I'll stop whenever you guys want. Wonderful and new. Seriously, I can't stress this enough. I thought this would be funny. It was like, oh, it was one of the more embarrassing moments of my life. Brutal. Oh, that's fantastic. Not a single person laughed. 
<laughs> oh no. Uh question eleven. Uh what's the last song you listened to? Oh, um, let's see. I think the last song I listened to was um, Jackie Onassis by Sammy Ray. She is a jazz singer uh, based in New York, and her voice is absolutely bananas, if you haven't heard of her. Um, uh, The song Talk It Up and Kick It To Me are very good, but she has a new single out this year called Jackie Onassis, and it is the happiest, most lovely song. Um, And yeah, I can't recommend it enough. Look her up. I'm 100% looking that up because that sounds exactly up my alley. I, I, I love that. Um, 12, what's a band or musical artist that you want to hear more from? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, I want to know your answer for this. I'm really curious. Oh, gosh. What is a band or musical artist I want to hear more from? Um, oh, you know what? Um, Gogol Bordello. They're this very strange, uh, they, they, their official classification is gypsy punk. Uh, they're like a Ukrainian band, but they always play basically in like Brooklyn all the time. Um, and they're just, they're so strange and folksy, but also with like a weird punk edge to them. Uh, it's one of the, it's the greatest live concert I've ever been to in my life. Like the guy literally drank an entire bottle of wine on stage and, uh, there's a, there's an old man, like 70 years old who plays a fiddle as a backup musician. Like it was tremendous. So anything from them, I is like manna from heaven for me. So. That's so cool. Um, ah, this is so hard. I, I guess like. I it would be like my favorites. Like I, whenever Kishibashi has a new album coming out, I just get like so relieved and excited. Uh, I was freaking out when Fiona Apple announced her new album that came out this year because oh, she releases something like once a decade. Um, yeah. yeah, I I always and then there's this um folk singer who lives in Northern Ireland. I think uh, her name is Kate Rusby, and I've really loved her music since I was a little kid. And she doesn't tour the united states at all but anytime she releases a new album it's very very comforting to me Hmm. i like it i like it uh number 13 what's a song that brings the most emotion out of you oh man that is such a good question oh and there's so many Uh, i'll cry at anything (laughs) (laughs) don't tempt me i will literally cry at any song um oh boy I would say the number one song that can make me cry just hearing the opening for it is Mull of Kintyre by The Wings. Um, really anything Beatles, but my parents would play Mull of Kintyre uh, before we fell asleep every night from our kitchen and we would hear it in our rooms. So it's like the sound of my childhood. And then a couple times I would sneak out of my room and then watch my parents dance to it in the kitchen which is just the dumbest thing that's ever it's like a movie. happened. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty stupid. They're really in love. It's uh, really messed up. <laughs> it's really weird and fucked up of them. Um, but yeah. How dare they? That song will make me cry. Also, the song I Will by the Beatles will make me cry. That's a good um, one. It has that slow cadence. Like, it's it's poking at heartstrings, especially that one. Yeah. Do you have a, a song that makes you cry? Is there any, like, Beatles song that gets you? I feel like... Oh. 
Beatles song that makes me cry. It's okay if none do. I don't think any do. You know what? The only one that that I think might get me close is uh, I don't know why, but eight days a week, as much as fun and energetic it is, there's something like so heartfelt about it that just like strikes me. I don't know why. Oh yeah, their simple love songs will sneak up on you. Those yeah. can get you. Yeah, makes sense. I think that's what it is. It's just the the simplicity of it. Yeah. Uh, fourteen. What's your favorite music video? Good question. Um, uh, I'm I've, the second time I brought up Fiona Apple, but uh, Paper Bag by Fiona Apple was always my favorite music video growing up. That's it's her beautiful. wearing a really beautiful dress. Have you seen it? I believe I have. Yes. Yeah. In a train station, and she's dancing with a bunch of um, uh, little kids who are like dressed up as gen- fancy gentlemen. But the <laughs> dancing in it always made me really happy. And uh, to answer one of your previous questions of who was uh, coolest dude at some point, I believe Fiona Apple was coolest dude in a previous <gasps> episode. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I stand by that. I co-sign that. Okay, perfect. Most of this is just a Fiona Apple appreciation podcast. Oh, I great. Believe. Happy to be here. <laughs> I should have led with that, really. Uh, oh, well. Uh, I, f- I found it naturally. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Uh, you've got a million dollars, but you have to donate it all to charity. What charity is it going to? Oh, um, it's really hard. I feel like there's so, if I had a million dollars, there's so many charities in the world that could use it right now. Um, yeah. Uh, I would maybe pick like a really good, uh, black trans, um, uh, charity. Like I, there's, uh, uh, these lawyers that like represent, uh, people in that community for free and, I've donated money. That was like the last charity I donated to, or like a Chicago women's shelter. Um, I know that they need a lot of help right now. So uh, maybe one of those. Amazing. I don't know. That's really hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 16 favorite holiday. Ooh, Thanksgiving. 100%. Ooh, that's interesting. Okay. I like not, that. Not everyone's favorite. It's the holiday that my family takes the most seriously, mm. which is, I don't think, very common. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that that one is more or less like seen by a lot of people as like Christmas part one nowadays, but yeah. I like that it is its standalone thing. It, uh, it should be celebrated. I have, um, we celebrate it with my mom's side of the family, and she has uh, three siblings, and so there's 13 cousins. Um, 13? 13 of us, yeah. It's, it's a, and we all grew up in the same town, really close to each other, so it feels sort of a lot closer to us being 13 siblings. Um, and uh, we tried to all grow up in the same, like I grew up two houses down from my aunts and then my other set of cousins uh, were neighbors. So like we were all up in each other's business, but I am on, I'm the second youngest. So my whole, all like most of the uh, cousins who were older than me all have families now, like their significant others and their um, uh, spouses and uh, yeah. kids and stuff uh, and everyone gives Christmas to their spouses families and their partners families but we all get Thanksgiving so it's the only time every year where we're all together and people take it so seriously because there's been a rock skipping competition in my family since 1977 I think it started what? and it's very very serious and everyone has to participate and uh, if you win, uh, there we have this huge rock that we put 
that's in uh, one of our houses that we put white out on that says your name and the year that you won. And it is so dead serious and it is so fun and it's freezing in uh, Massachusetts in November. And sometimes yeah. we go down in a storm and whoever can just get more than one skip, but we all go. <laughs> um, and it's, it's just by far my favorite. That is amazing. Anytime uh, I date a new guy, I will like bring him home and uh, my whole family is like, how are you at rock skipping? Are you good? Please tell us that you're good. For the love of God, we need help. Grabbing him by the collar. Yeah, my, exactly. My mom won in 87 because uh, there was a storm. And then that was the, and no one really wanted to skip rocks. Uh, and that was the last time my, the Keefs won until 2014. 16 i think well that's a huge gap that's humiliating we were we were the losers we just looked like absolute (laughs) fools um and then we we're so used to losing uh and my brother-in-law uh skipped it and won and my sister wasn't even watching because she was so sure we were gonna lose and he won it for our family and it's uh it's the only moment i decided to like him i was like okay (laughs) you can stay (laughs) you broke the curse this is like the Stanley Cup. Like, yeah, this has what a it was, legacy. It was a real like Red Sox Cub situation where I don't know what my mom did in '87, but it put a curse on her whole family. And then my brother in law finally broke the curse. Wow. Wow. Uh, <laughs> truly amazing. Uh, how can this question even possibly follow this? What's your go to drink when you walk into a coffee shop? At Ooh. this point, I just want to know more about the rock skipping. But... <laughs> no, it, it's very, very serious. Uh, That's amazing. My boyfriend was nervous for like a week leading up to Thanksgiving. <laughs> the first time he went, he's like, I don't, I can't do this. Too much pressure. Um, like a Rocky montage. Of... Exactly. Of him practicing. I used to. Tiny flat stones. Instead of getting good at rock skipping, I, uh, my family lived closest to the beach technically and so in the weeks leading up to thanksgiving i would collect perfect rock skipping rocks from the beach and then i'd set up a table in front of my house on the way to the beach and i would make people buy rocks from me i had like a little entrepreneur brain and i was like this is a business opportunity and i would make like eight (laughs) dollars selling rocks to my family that's Britney Spears album money. That's good exactly. money right there. I'm sure that, honestly, that's probably, it was a direct one-to-one. <laughs> um, what do I get at a coffee shop? My, yes. I don't really drink hot coffee or coffee that much at all anymore. But when I did, I would get um, a coffee with lavender and honey in it. Mm. And that was the I, best. I like it. Uh, 18, spell the word gray. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> what is this you said there would be no math right before we started recording i said i'm just nervous that there's going to be math uh, g r e y oh one of the e y's i hate okay. it here i'm out <laughs> what is no. this even <laughs> that's one of two gotcha questions that are in here uh, uh that's the only two i promise uh we will find the Second one in like 70 questions. (laughs) Um, uh, 19. What is your prized possession? Ooh. um, uh, Two things. It's, yeah, I've I've never won. Um, uh, I have two, and I'm 
I'm going to mention both because I'm looking at both of them right now. Uh, and you have to promise to not tell my sisters that I have either of these things. Um, my my uh, grandfather uh, had a favorite sweater. And for most of our lives, my mom would pass it to me and my sisters, depending on who she thought needed it uh, the most. Um, like who needed mm. to like have him around. And yeah. I've had it for a really long time. <laughs> I've had it for about seven years. And I don't bring it up and I have it with me in Chicago and everyone just be cool about it, okay? Because I I know that maybe they need it more than me now, but maybe they don't. And I think I love it. Um, also, my mom has a uh, purple windbreaker from the early 90s that she wore every day uh, when she would go for a run. And I have that too. And uh, But we're all just not going to tell my sisters. Everyone's going to play it really cool and everyone's fine. Just everyone be real chill. Nobody <laughs> say anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I hear any of you were tattletales, I'm going to freak out. <laughs> <laughs> She'll do it. She'll freaking will freak toss out. a rock at your window. She'll freak out. I can't get over that rock skipping. That's so cool. Um, Chwani, uh, yeah, are anyone you... should steal that. If you live on a coast, uh, <laughs> it will really get your whole family excited. I want to start a competition, but we're like 45 minutes from the beach. It's, <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> really does sound worth it well question 20 we might have gotten an answer are you competitive um no not at all um if i was i would have uh hopefully won that rock skipping competition in my 28 (laughs) years um no i'm not competitive i sometimes like if i'm playing like mario kart or if you catch me on a day with a board game i i can be competitive but um my my boyfriend's probably the most competitive person i've ever met Wow. Uh, so I think it's a we. It, I'm glad that I'm not because I think we would uh, destroy each other over uh, very <laughs> low stakes games. That's a good balance. Yeah. Uh, Twenty one. Do you consider golf a sport? No. Agreed. I think golf uh, is classist and fucked up. I think it's pretty messed up. I think the amount of water we use to keep yeah. golf courses green for rich dudes to talk to each other and do business. I think mini golf is very very fun. And I'm sorry if you love golf, but no, I, I, I don't think I it's put accessible. it in there because I don't like golf. <laughs> I think it's messed up. I, I think I would like for that to go away. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, 22. Have you ever played any sports? Um, yeah, a little bit. I did uh, like soccer and basketball growing up. And then I got really into field hockey mm. in like middle school, high school days, um, which is a very New Englandy uh, thing, it seems like. Um, and then I danced. But, uh, yeah, not too, again, not a very competitive streak. And I did way more theater than sports. Gotcha. Uh, 23, favorite sport to watch? Um, baseball. Hmm. But I'll watch basketball if it's on TV. But baseball. I just don't like watching football. Gotcha. Uh, 24, theme parks? <laughs> It's, it, okay. Um, uh, let's see. I, I'm reading the question. It's theme and then the word parks and then a question mark. Okay, sure. I will allow them to exist. Um, <laughs> I don't How know. Just and kind. I um I love like uh, watching videos on theme parks. I like like learning about them. Um, I have pretty bad insomnia and sometimes have a hard time sleeping. Um, and I went through a stage of like watching a ton of videos about disney world and all the disney parks 
and like how each ride was made. So I love stuff like that. And I like that even more than being at one, I think. Interesting. So you like the lore of a theme park more than being there. Yes. Hmm. I can dig it. Uh, 25, dubbed the Ron Bennington after famous radio personality. You're standing in a wrestling ring and a wave of nine-year-olds, random mix of boys and girls, are coming down to the ring to fight you. How many nine-year-olds can you beat in a fight? Zero. (laughs) Zero nine-year-olds? No, I, I really don't think. Also, have you met kids now? They're amazing, but also they're way better at being mean. A uh, nine-year-old could knock me out with their words. <laughs> a kid knows. They just see stuff. And that age specifically, they just like will look at you and say the one thing you're, you just know, you are begging people to not notice about you. Um, yeah. It, yeah. No way. No way. Absolutely not. Okay. I, I respect it. <laughs> zero what did adel say 50 oh i think he gave a like a like a somewhere around a dozen i, I want to go with oh please <laughs> no he can I, I could say adel refai could beat up like 10 nine-year-olds maybe i don't know he might break into the double digits perhaps um 26 what's a game you know you can win Oh, man. I'm really good at memory games. Um, Like I, when, uh, you know those card games where you like flip over cards and try to match the images? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever lost one of those games when you're playing against someone. Like I just was always really good at remembering spatially where things are. Interesting. That's a good one because I'm terrible at those. Um. 27 what topic can you discuss the most oh boy um maybe musical theater those are conversations i could have till uh deep into the night very nice uh 28 favorite place you visited um i really liked new zealand uh but i would say uh krakow poland uh, was the most magical, Ooh. interesting place I ever got to go. I've always wanted to go. It's really cool. Specifically, the salt mine there really blew my mind. It's my favorite uh, like location I've ever been, I think. Very cool. Uh, 29, what's your catchphrase? <laughs> um, probably like, uh-oh. Or, oh, no. <laughs> or, oh, no, no, no. Um, I say uh, there's this video of uh, that is my favorite uh, internet thing. It's these two little girls uh, telling a story about how one of them cut the other one's hair. I think it played on like a local NPR station. But uh, one of them has a moment where she goes, this is bad, 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 bad. Oh, this is bad, 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 bad. And that's maybe the thing I say the most. (laughs) Oh, no, this is bad, 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 bad. That's perfect. Uh, question 30. What's the best costume or cosplay you've ever worn? Oh, I love that question. Um, uh, when I was a lamp. Um, you were a lamp? Yeah, I was a lamp in first grade and my dad, uh, put a lampshade on a, uh, connected it to a headband and then connected it to a flashlight and it had a little string and I could, uh, turn on my, my lamp head. It was really cool. <laughs> it was pretty sick. That's- 
Brilliant. Um, and then uh, my my grown up one was one year for a Halloween party. Me and my roommates were Ben Franklin attached to the key attached to the kite. So we were all connected for the party. <laughs> Did you have an actual physical string like connecting you the yeah. entire time? I think we only lasted a couple hours doing that, but that was very, very fun. I'll tell you right now, I love a good theme to a party or a costume. It is one of my favorite things. Oh, it's the best. I specifically make my birthday every year a theme party for that exact reason. What was it this year? This past uh, year? This year was Wacky Hats. Love it. Because <laughs> uh, I always go to the same dive bar. And just invite everyone I know and say, this is the theme and this is the only way you can show up. Uh, so we all have to go out in public to a bar that's not expecting us every single year uh, dressed in some sort of circumstances. So, yeah, Wacky Hats. The year before was any character in a Tom Hanks movie. That's so good. Um, pajama Party. I would have done One... The Terminal. <laughs> was that Tom Hanks? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a Terminal. I had someone who made me tickets for the Polar Express and handed them out. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, it was great. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. Uh, have you ever had anything named after you? No. Hmm. Uh, 32. <laughs> hobby you've dedicated the most time to? Oh, I don't really have hobbies. Um, I really like... Uh, being really strategic about what I buy like I will reset I will like if I have to buy a couch I will look online for three months and be obsessive and like create google docs of all the couches Um, like I bought an air fryer this year and I had been thinking about it and researching it for about a year before I bought it so I really oh, enjoy wow. like that type of uh, like sleuthing online for good deals okay Probably nice. not a very good hobby, but I do spend a lot of my time doing that. <laughs> hey, the truth is the truth. Can't argue that. 33. Who's a celebrity you've had a crush on? Um, I wrote John C. Riley fan mail when I was in middle school. I asked wow. him to stop doing movies where women were mean to him. Um, <laughs> I had a huge crush on him, but I would say like I Clive Owen and Dev Patel were probably two really big ones. Yeah. Yeah. That's a strong trio if there ever was one. <laughs> um, uh, da -da, 34. Uh, what's the strangest job you've ever had? I haven't had too many strange jobs. I would definitely say doing improv for uh, big companies like corporate gigs. Uh, were some of the most painful, hilarious experiences of my life. Like we, I had to do an improv show just for divorce lawyers, and they didn't laugh once. So that oh, that's that's a strange day at work for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as you were saying that sentence, I thought you were going to go. I had to do a, a, a improv set for a divorced couple. <laughs> oh, I'm like, sure I have, what? but not not intentionally. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, Thirty five. What's a book you'd recommend the world to read? Ooh, I uh, this year I've been buying the book uh, Untamed by Glennon Doyle for all of my friends. Um, I like forced Adel to read it, I think. <laughs> um, and uh, it's a sort of self-help uh, biography book, but there are some chapters in it that I think uh, could change your life. And the other book would be Enthusiasm by Polly Shulman. 
to a uh, young adult novel that I think is one of the best ever. Very cool. Uh, 36. What's a movie that always makes you laugh? Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, what's uh, slight divergent? What's your favorite scene in that movie? I know, I'm sure it changes, but I think everyone says the Black Knight and it's kind of gotten overplayed because of that. But man, if that's not funny, it's so funny. I love, well, Monty Python is. I would say Monty Python and the Muppets are sort of my origin story when it comes to Ooh. comedy. Um, mm. So I, I, I honestly think the opening scene of the movie when they're going yeah. up to the castle and they're having the back and forth, it is so good. It, and it sets the tone. So it sets the bar for that movie so perfectly. Like yeah. everything going forward is going to be like this quality or sillier. Uh, uh, I also love them at the bridge. Um, yeah. That part's so good. That's a good movie. Turns out. Um, 37. What's the worst movie you've ever seen? Oh, I don't know. There's so many bad ones. I ha- have a lot of people in my life that love watching intentionally bad things and like cringy things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my friend Belied Mansour made me watch Howard the Duck. Oh. And I was so mad. <laughs> It's his like favorite movie because it's so bad and he likes making fun of it. And I was like, I love my friend and I'm here and I'm experiencing this. But my God, is this the worst movie I've ever forced myself to watch? Yeah, that's that's a very bad one. Doesn't it have like a duck nude scene or something? I don't want to talk about it, Bob. (laughs) I don't want to talk about it. And I don't want to talk about how much sex is in that movie. Oh, boy. Uh, Moving along quickly. 38. uh, Who's your favorite actor or actress? Um, I I like so many. Uh, Parker Posey and Catherine O'Hara are Mm. were two people who like really got in my blood when I was young. Uh, I've always thought they were just one of the like two of the funniest people in the world. Any of those Christopher Guest like buddies compadres like anyone they... in that world like um i all of them in all the movies i just rewatched um a mighty wind oh it's so good and i like i've seen it so many times but i almost threw up laughing at the what happened part again that's my favorite part of that movie fred willard when it, oh that my might God. be the funniest part of any comedy ever i'm i'm it sounds like i'm being hyperbolic but I truly believe that might be the funniest part of any movie ever. Didn't he say he was the first person on television to say, I don't think so. Yep. Like, <laughs> what gusto must this guy have? Oh, oh it's so just, good. It's so funny. Every part of that, every nuance of that makes me laugh. Where he runs his hands over his mouth before he says the year oh. as not to age himself. I could watch it a thousand times and never get over it. Oh, that's so good. Right, every... Uh, question going forward is now going to be about Fred Willard now. Oh, wonderful. Uh, Okay, I have a lot to say. (laughs) Uh, 39. How cool was it in Jurassic Park when the raptors were running through the kitchen? (laughs) Okay, I... uh, uh, That is amazing. (laughs) These these, these (laughs) list of questions are amazing. Uh, Pretty cool? I don't know. That movie gave me really bad nightmares when I was a kid. Um, So I'd say now I can appreciate it being cool. That's fair. Uh, 40 first show as a kid you got really into. 
uh, TV show. Um, let's see. Yeah. I uh I didn't have cable until I was like seventeen, so lots of PBS. Uh, I loved Gullah Gullah Island and <laughs> the Puzzle Place and Barney. Like those were those were big ones for me. I like it. I like it. Uh, who should play you? In a movie of your life. So funny. I had this conversation recently with my friend Damon. uh, Because my friend George Elrod, when he wears a wig, he sort of looks like me. (laughs) Uh, It's like Uh very spooky. uh, And uh, I, so maybe him. But honestly, I'd want it to be like play it completely against type. Like I, who's that little boy from like young Sheldon? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I want him playing me, but I want him playing me at the age I'm at now. Um, like, I want him to play adult me while he's still a kid. Uh, that would be my dream. No one acknowledges <laughs> that, yeah. that he's actually, like, I don't know, 12 or however old that kid is. Like, who I am on the inside feels a lot more like him, like a tap dancing little 12 year old boy, than it does a 28 year old woman. So, that would be better casting than anyone who looks like me would be. That's, that's so deep. Uh, 42. <laughs> Who's the biggest celebrity you've ever met in person? Oh boy, I don't know. Um, oh, and I always, I always preface it with like, saw him at a concert, I would say does, does not count, but like had some sort of interaction or face to face with. Um, maybe Lauren Michaels. Oh, that's um, tremendous. Yeah. yeah may, like, the, in terms of like a Titan. That would probably be, like, I can't think of anyone. I met Bill Hader. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know in terms of, like, fame, fame. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Lauren Michaels is, like, a one-of-a-kind human. <laughs> yeah, that, like, the lore around uh, him. Yeah. I think that might be why I answered that. I'll, I'll, judges? Judges? Yeah, we'll they'll, take that. They'll allow it? <laughs> they'll allow it. <laughs> Uh, 43 TV show or podcast that you love, but you don't think anyone else knows about. Um, well, I think a lot of people, especially comedy podcast people know teacher's lounge on Earwolf. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, it's my favorite comedy podcast, but I love the, uh, offshoot of that, which is just two of the guys, Dan and Ryan on you're the man now dog. It's an improv podcast. Um, I really enjoy that. Uh, in terms of TV shows, in the last month I've been on just like I have this dream that everyone watches it because it's the best. It's a PBS reality TV show from 2002 called Frontier House. It's six episodes. You can only watch shitty versions on YouTube or order the DVDs. And it is the most batshit insane reality TV show I've ever seen. What two of the it? families I don't even think I've ever heard of it I can't I so I watched it when it came out in 2002 with my family and we were obsessed with it and then I was like we should rewatch this um and I did and it's my favorite thing I've watched during quarantine <laughs> it is so good it's three families uh that live like it's like frontier times in the late 1800s for four months and they like build cabins and they live like it. And it's one young uh, couple and they're amazing. And then it's two families with kids and they end up hating each other. Like Hatfields, McCoys hating each other. And then each of the couples inside their couple 
start hating each other. And one couple gets a divorce right when the show ends. Wow. It, and they have their kids and the kids are getting attached to the pigs and they're killing the pigs. And it is, oh I'm telling you, it's like the most crazy human experience that's ever been captured on film. And I need everyone to watch it. So that's my answer. I'm sorry. I'm talking so much. Am I the slowest guest in the history not of your guest? Not even close. Uh, <laughs> not even close. Ooh, okay. Good to know. Yes. Listen, I'm going at your pace. There's no rush here. I will uh, answer the next few very, very quickly. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, 44, favorite comedian. Oh, uh, like stand up? Sure. Um, or somewhere in that realm. It's too hard. I can't even fathom it outside of that realm. Uh, I'm just going to put it in that category so I can answer it. Um, sure. Uh, Eddie Izzard was the biggest stand-up in our house growing up. Uh, we watched all the DVDs of him like over and over and over. And then uh, Tim Minchin uh, is been pretty prolific in my life as a comedian. I just think he's a genius. Fantastic. Uh, 45, best Saturday Night Live cast member. Oh, oh it's so hard. Um, I, <laughs> uh, well... Uh, I had Lauren ask me this question <gasps> and I should have thought of who to say before. Um, I, I said something that's true, but it's like not the whole story, but um, I would say for a long time it was Maya Rudolph. And that's what I answered um, when he asked, but I really love Will Forte. But if I'm being honest now, if I'm like looking back at the influence that show had on me, Vanessa Bayer and Cecily Strong like early them was right when I was deciding whether or not I wanted to go into comedy um, mm -hmm. and watching them just like be like take off and their brand and style of comedy. I just like, I couldn't believe how much I enjoyed them. So maybe them, I don't know. It's so hard. I think they're all tremendous answers. How Maya Rudolph is just so underappreciated. I feel like she's I, just I, so brilliant. Yeah. I really liked Maya on that show because there's so many sketches where she, when she isn't the focal point, that she just is like one of the most brilliant sketch actresses of all time. Like, oh, she's yeah. so good at keeping other people's stuff afloat. She can have literally one line and still somehow like elevate the whole sketch. That's so well put. I, I oh. agree. Love him. Love him. Uh, 46. What's the nerdiest thing you've done? Maybe do the Lord of the Rings tour in New Zealand. Oh, what do they bring you around to like all the filming locations? Or? Yeah, well, I didn't go to the North Island, which is where they have like where the Shire is and like uh, where they had some of the sets. But I was on the mm. South Island and they took you to some of the outdoor locations where they filmed. Uh, and that was mind blowing. Um. I like cried the whole time. I was so happy. <laughs> wow. Uh, 47 least favorite state. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble. Um, <laughs> I growing up, I always got annoyed when we had to drive through Delaware because it just seemed to never end. Um, but I think Delaware is fine. I really didn't like Missouri. Uh, I'd say like conservative Missouri, uh, really mm. took my breath away. Um, being there but a lot of missouri is great just mean 
the scary conservative side. <laughs> you know what part of Missouri you're in. If you're there, you know. Uh, 48, best thing you've ever won. I can't think of a single thing I've ever won. Nothing? Yeah, nothing. Not even like a pull a raffle out of a hat type thing? Or... No, nothing. I I don't. I'm not a magnet for uh, winning. I really am not. You're cursed. You've, I, maybe. You... <laughs> I'm telling you, my mom did something in 1987, and my whole family is cursed, and we haven't won anything since. This is the plot of some movie somewhere. I know. <laughs> I need to like meet someone or do a certain thing to break the curse. Jimmy Fallon is the only one who can break the streak. Oh, my God. That's... <laughs> Sometimes I think of a good plot of a movie and then I go, who could I cast in that lead role that would ruin the film? Although I will say <laughs> Jimmy Fallon and Fever Pitch is one of my favorite. I, I love that movie so much, probably just because I'm from Boston, but mm. love Fever Pitch. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. A very interesting life here, Aaron Keefe. I like it. <laughs> um, 49. Is there anything you've collected or had a collection of? No, not really. Okay. Uh, 50, dubbed the Ryan Davis. Uh, and I promise this is the last of the fighting questions. Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> he oh, caught no. on the last couple of interviews. I can maybe find, pepper a few in. No, it's uh, But <laughs> you're in a fight to the death with another person equal to your size. You're offered either an aluminum baseball bat or a six-inch non-serrated knife, knowing the other weapon you don't choose goes to your opponent which do you choose knife or bat bat i think i have a better chance with a bat also a knife is so intimate my god that is too True. intimate of a way to kill or be killed not how i want to go i don't want to be murdered at all but yeah <laughs> wow controversial takes i here. know it's sort of like the weirdest thing about me is i don't want to be murdered hmm Don't you worry, we have plenty of more podcasts, plenty more questions to go. But right here at the halfway mark, I just want to send a shout out to all the wonderful, generous folks who make the music for this show. Because where would we be without it? Probably a little quieter. The song you're hearing right now is from the Mini Vandals. The song that's going to play next is from DJ Williams. The opening song is from Diala. And the closing song is from Single Friend. So if you like what you hear, it's all relatively free. Just give them some clicks. I'm sure they'd appreciate it. And you know what I would appreciate? Some reviews, some comments, some five-starings. Whatever people in other podcasts tell you to do about their show, do it here. That'd be nice. But uh, either way, we got more questions. So, Eric. Yes. You are, of course, a star of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least, at least I came to uh, uh, know you from the wonderful Hey Riddle Riddle podcast. Um, also, a uh, superstar of Chicago improv scene. 
but what I want to know is that pre-pandemic, I was supposed to go to Boston for like a five-day long weekend. If I can reschedule this trip, where are the must-go places in Boston? Just tell me the best of everything that I need to go to. Not the super touristy ones, but like I haven't been since I was literally eight. So <laughs> I want to know the town. I want to go there, but I don't know where I'm going. And there's only one person I trust to tell me this. There's some uh, very necessary things. I would okay. go to Faneuil Hall and I would get a lobster roll there. Um, uh, go get dinner in the North end one night. Um, uh, if you can try to get a little bit outside of Boston, uh, go like do a witch tour in Salem or go do, um, uh, like walk around the Harvard campus and go to Cambridge. Um, cause that area, especially during the fall is just like the most beautiful part of Massachusetts. Um, I would say what else? Uh, go to a, like a divey Irishy bar and get a beer. Now nah, we're talking. Okay. Um, <laughs> definitely eat as much seafood as you can. I, I will send you a list of all my favorite uh, restaurants. But I would say, yeah, those are the big, those are the big things. Go uh, walk around Boston Common. A lot of the touristy things. Like I'd say, you don't have to go to like Cheers. Um, uh, you don't that, really have to do that. That was actually the one thing I did when I was eight. I wanted a photo of the Cheers bar. I was uh, a weird kid, it turns out. But um, yeah, so so that I got crossed off my list. But, but the number one thing I would recommend is my favorite museum. It's called the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum. It is. Uh, mm. It started as this uh, very wealthy woman's uh, house, and she just collected art from all over the world. And it is the most beautiful building. I would say go alone, listen to music, walk around. It's it's my favorite place. Oh, and go to a Red Sox game if you can. Oh, yeah, true. Oh, all right. These are all... Now, is it encouraged to have an accent? Should I put on an accent? I would absolutely not do that. But if okay. you did want to hear it, <laughs> Fenway Park really feels like the accent explodes out from there. Um, also, if you want to go to like Castle Island in South Boston and walk around, you're going to hear some, whew, you're going to hear some accents. <laughs> See, because anytime I travel to like the, the Southern half of the U S I'm told I have a New Jersey accent. I genuinely yeah, don't hear pick it, up on but... it. I'm not hearing it, but, uh, if you're from a completely different part of the country, maybe your ears prick up. Yeah. Eh, it's it must be some sort of like local bias on my part but <laughs> eh. but we have more questions to conquer this is this is not just a boston podcast uh the band and the city <laughs> um 51 what is your phone wallpaper right now oh it's my nieces um oh. my sister just had a new baby about two weeks ago um and so now she has two little girls and i am rich in nieces so they're my background that's adorable uh, 52. What's the last thing you Googled? Ooh, uh, that's a good question. Um, let me look. I'm going to be honest. Um, I Googled list of things that dogs can't eat. Um, <laughs> getting really sensitive about that. Someone fed my dog, uh, something they weren't supposed to eat on purpose this week. It was kind of crazy. So now I'm very oh. sensitive about uh that so i i think it, 
earlier today, I must have had a spike of anxiety about it and Googled it again. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Uh, 53. You have to name your next pet without seeing them. What do you name them? Oh, man. Um, maybe potato chips. <laughs> yeah, that felt right. That's great. Old PC mm-hmm. trudging through the house. Uh, 54. What professional wrestler would you compare yourself to? I don't really know professional wrestlers. Um, I'm not really in that world. Uh, I'll leave that up to people who know that and you can decide for me. Hmm. Trying to think if I have a good example. Are there any like wrestlers who are like super tired or always show up late (laughs) to the match? Like, is there anyone who's always late? Orange Cassidy. All right. Then that's (laughs) who I am. (laughs) He's actually probably my favorite right now I, i'm actually a pretty big wrestling fan I, it's just something ingrained in my brain i don't know what's wrong with me no, but, that's great um orange cassidy has the greatest gimmick of all time where he comes out he, he's basically a lazy lackadaisical wrestler that's so me his whole, <laughs> his whole gimmick is that he will have the entire match in jeans and a t-shirt and sunglasses with his hands in his pockets and just never take his hands out of the pockets the entire time. Maybe he's uh, the coolest guy. He's pretty cool. <laughs> if you're listening, Orange, uh, or whatever your real name is, you know the email. Well, maybe he doesn't. Um, 55, what's your comfort food on a bad day? Any kind of potato. Or chips, mm. like corn chips. What's your preferred potato? Oh, man, I'll take anything. I love mashed potatoes. <laughs> I love French fries. Breakfast yeah, potatoes. I love potatoes. Mm. Uh, 56. Favorite smell? Mm. I love... Um, uh, I love the smell of anthropology, but I also really love, like, a... Uh, this is probably so common, like, like piney, uh, fire, outside uh, smell. Like a... Yeah, like a fireplace or a smell mm, like that. Like a campfire type Yeah, vibe. like campfire. Oh, that is a great one. Uh, 57, best candy. Ooh, I love a uh, fake orange taste. So like orange Starburst are my favorite. Ooh, I like the specifics too. The specific flavor of Starburst. 58, worst candy. I don't really like anything with like coconut or like almond joys. That's un- that's Ooh. disgusting. Any coconut candy. <laughs> uh, fifty nine. What's a restaurant you would recommend? Ooh, um, uh, there's a restaurant in Hingham called Trident. It's a fish restaurant. Uh, it's in uh, the town I grew up in that I love. But for Chicago recommendations, I would maybe say Tweet. It's my favorite uh, breakfast brunch place. Um, I used to live a couple blocks away from it uh, for about five years, and I went all of the time. Uh, they have amazing gluten-free options, and it's a great vibe there. Everyone who works there is so nice. Hmm. Tweet, like T-W-E-E-T? Mm-hmm. Uh, they also have cool. the best Bloody Marys in the world there. Um, they're the only Bloody Marys I'll drink. Uh Number 60. What is a food that you've never eaten? Ooh. Um, probably a lot. I'm not a very adventurous eater. Um, I don't 
eat gluten and I haven't since I was like 15. So any like uh, trendy dessert that's come up, I've never eaten before. Like a Krona. <laughs> never had one. Uh, you're not missing much. It's oh, all good. sugar. It's just... Uh, what a relief. Don't get me started. <laughs> Whew. One swipe off the brow. Uh, 61. What's the strangest food that you have eaten? Oh, I don't know. Again, not very adventurous. Um, I had kangaroo when I was in Australia. Oh. Uh, did not like that. Oh, I also don't think I've had caviar before. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Uh, 62. What's a typical day off? Um... I love sleeping in, um, then going for a walk with my dog, um, having a really delicious breakfast, uh, sitting in the sun, listening to music, uh, maybe talking to my parents on the phone. Is this too specific? Um, if anything, not specific enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like cooking a really nice meal and making like a spicy margarita and then watching Jeopardy and then a movie. I love Jeopardy. Oh, it's my favorite. It's yeah. We watch. I've tried several times to be on it. They won't let me. Oh man, <laughs> I hope they should let you. My um, one of my best friends, uh, Connor, was on four years ago, and it was the most exciting day of my life. Oh, I would freak out. I if... lost my mind. Oh, if one of my friends was on there, oh my gosh! Because uh, you know, whatever one they like, whatever the biggest question is, they get wrong. You can just razz him about for the next like 10 years. It was insane. <laughs> so I, he was on and I wanted to watch him live. And then uh, my internet and cable cut out like <sighs> five minutes before. So I sprinted down the street uh, there. I lived on a street that had um, this restaurant called Fall Lily. It's not there anymore uh, on it. And it was this fall restaurant and there was like no one in there. That's probably why they closed down. Uh, <laughs> and I sat down and I was like, can you, can you put this channel on please? And they're like, what? And I was like, I'll literally buy anything. Just please put on Jeopardy. And I sat there in that restaurant and watched him on Jeopardy. And he was winning like the whole time and he was crushing it. And then he, like Icarus, flew too close to the sun and bet too much on Devil Jeopardy. And it was, <sighs> oh, it was horrible. It's horrible. Oh, brutal. But what an experience. I know. It was so cool. He wore like a sweater vest on the show. And I was like, I am so proud. There's, there's a lot to be proud of. <laughs> Very classy. Um, 63. What's a bucket list item that you've accomplished? Oh man. Um I'm trying to think of one. Oh, you know what? Single-handedly this... kept a fa restaurant in business. I know for one more year. <laughs> um they were really good. Um It's also possible that they just moved and didn't shut down. Um this this going to this might not exactly feel like a bucket list item, but uh mm. I got to uh do a show with a live show with Rob Cordry this year. Oh, that's incredible. Uh, and he's from the same part of Massachusetts as me. And uh, for me, daily show growing up was like, felt like everything. Like when I was in high school, like I watched it every day. I never missed an episode. I oh, yeah. was obsessed with it. Um, and my dream job was to be a daily show correspondent. Like even for, for my first few years in Chicago, I was like, that's the job I'm going to have. Um, and during the 2004 Democratic National Convention, 
it was in Boston and Rob Cordry was a correspondent on the show at the time. And he did a piece on Boston that I've mm. probably watched like 7,000 times and it meant so much <laughs> to me. And he's so funny and totally gets like, he's like the funniest at doing Boston accents and he completely captures that part of the world so well. And I just have like loved him so much because of his time on the daily show. And I got to meet him and I like was like, oh, God, I was trying to play it cool. But I was like, I have to say something. I have to say something. So I got to talk to him about that Daily Show piece. And I was like, I got to tell you, that is my favorite, one of my favorite comedy things ever. And he was so nice about it and gave me all these details about shooting it. And like he said he cried when they had to cut six seconds out of it because he was so proud of it. And I was like, this is the best. So being able to <laughs> tell like a comedy hero uh, how much something they made mean to me uh, was a really big moment for me. That's amazing. Yes. Um, 64. A nice come down off of that. What's a bucket list item you probably won't accomplish? I don't know. Winning a Tony by the time I'm 20. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh... <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I don't know. I don't have a ton on my bucket list. I wanted to I want to be able to go on a trip in Europe alone. Um, but I don't know how, like right now that seems so far off with how the world is and also traveling mm. alone as a woman. So I might not get to do that. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, 65 dubbed by previous guests, the realist question in the bunch. Are they being sarcastic? No. Or is it real? Okay. Ooh, I okay. think for this one, it gets real. Okay. I'm ready. Name of a friend you don't keep in contact with, but regret it. Whoa. Yeah. I really thought you were going to say name of a friend you don't like. Ooh. So this is like a little easier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That's such an interesting question. Oh, man. It's like a little bit melancholy. It's kind of a sad question. It's a little bit, but I, I like it because it's, it, I think ultimately most of the time it ends on a positive note because you do regret it. Because you're like, yeah. why didn't we keep in contact more, you know? Um, I lived in Australia for a couple of years, and uh, I had this friend. Her name is Connie Smith, and she is so funny. Uh, when I knew her, she was studying to be a doctor, but now she's an emergency room doctor. And she oh, wow. was, like, my favorite person to, like, sit and have a drink with. And she's still, I just, like, she's amazing. Um, and... She was really nice to me in a time in my life when I was the most sad and she like was able to see through um, how depressed I was and like actually see through me. And she was part of the reason why I moved back to the United States and started doing comedy was her support. So there's an emergency room doctor in Australia right now named Connie that I wish I talked to way more. It's just hard when someone's that far away. Yeah. I should send her a Connie? message. I know. Well, now I'm going to send her a message. I feel I have to. <laughs> This is what this podcast is all about. Reuniting people. Oh, I love that. L look behind you. That door is opening. It's Connie. Why is there a door in my closet all of a sudden? How did you do this? It seems expensive. I have a lot of people who know a lot of different magic. <laughs> um, 66. What is a game that makes you feel nostalgic? Oh, um, I uh, like 13 Dead End Drive. <laughs> Oh, we'd make okay. my dad set that up. It'd take him an hour and we'd play for like 10 minutes. And he'd be like, oh, <laughs> but then you got to drop the little chandelier on the guy's head. Exactly. And it was all worth it. I also loved Clue. 
Um, I also loved playing cards with my dad, so I'm nostalgic for all those. I'm a big fan of Clue and the Clue movie. Oh, so Um, good. I recently rewatched it. My God, does that movie hold up? Well, Madeline Kahn. And and it it, it reinstates to me that Madeline Kahn is the funniest human being that might have ever lived. Oh, she's so good. Between like Young Frankenstein and that, it's it's just like she can do no wrong in my eyes. Um, let's see. Sixty-seven. What game have you spent the most time playing? I don't know. I don't play that many games anymore. Um, maybe cards. Um, like playing Old Maid with my dad, we would do that for hours. But recently, like for the entire month of April, all I did was play Animal Crossing. I like blacked out and a whole month was gone. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, maybe that. That's a good one. That Animal Crossing, it just hit at the perfect time where everyone was stuck inside anyway. They were so thrilled. Yeah. I'm, I'm I, sure I did the exact the same thing. I played it for a month straight and then was like, eh, I'm good. <laughs> I need to go back into the real world. Yeah. Once I paid down my debt in that game, I was like, okay, I feel I feel okay. Once you're not under the thumb of Tom Nook anymore. <laughs> exactly. Uh what's something you built with your own hands? Ooh, not much of a builder. Oh, you know what? I did put this desk I'm using together. I did that today hey, hey. by myself. And on the little picture of it, it said that you need two people and I did it all by myself. And I only wow. messed up like eighteen times. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate it. All right. Have fun. <laughs> uh, question 69. Best pickup line. Oh, okay. I don't want to think of a funny one. So a good one actually would probably be like, uh, hey, I'm going to be really mad at myself if I don't say something um, and ask you what your name is. Because like, I think that that is a, a good tactic. Being That's like, super sweet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 70. Have you ever had any good nicknames? Um, My boyfriend gives me a different nickname every day, and they're all just nonsense words. Um, So no consistent nickname from him, but constant nicknames. Um, And my dad calls me Airy Berry, but not a lot. Some people call me my last name, but yeah, not a lot of nicknames. Okay. But my boyfriend will call me anything. He calls he. There was like three months where he called me Scuba Goobus Junior, which is nothing. <laughs> um, he calls me Grandma Gubernali. Again, these are all nothing. Um, uh, yeah, just nonsense words. And then he gets like a little peeved when I don't respond. I'm like, who are you talking to? <laughs> Obviously, Grandma Gubernali. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I'm so sorry. What? <laughs> Uh, that's wonderful. Uh, 71, do you believe in love at first sight? Yes. Mm. A stern yes. I like it. Uh, 72, what's a big turnoff of yours? Mm, I have a lot. Um, and I'm sure I do most of all the things I hate. That's always how it is. Um, I yeah. don't like it when men specifically play devil's advocate and they're not reading the room. I don't mind, like, I have a lot of friends who, like, are amazing at playing devil's advocate and are very argumentative, and sometimes that's awesome, but I think you gotta be really aware of how everyone's feeling when you launch into playing devil's advocate. You have to have a good pulse on how, what the room is. Yeah. If you're instantly going into an argument, 
even if you don't fully believe in it, that will suddenly make three quarters of the room uncomfortable. It's probably yeah. not worth doing it. Or just like not noticing the fatigue of everyone else in the room. Mm. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, 73. Do you consider yourself an artist? Probably should. <laughs> Got to talk to my therapist. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think I announce myself as an artist. You don't walk into a room with a, a beret. Yeah, I don't have a man with like a trumpet like playing it and then going like now presenting. Yeah, I just I walk in with a beret and like those paint things. Where you what is it? What are they called? Oh, the the little canvasy things yeah, that they hold. Yeah, the, like the 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 wood with all the different colors on it. With a single hole in it for exactly. For them to hold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that's called. Art bucket. I don't so, know. Someone will know. Yeah. Look at me. I wanted to be an artist, and I don't even know what it's <laughs> uh, 74. What's something you tried to cook and failed? <sighs> Lots of things. There was one time I made a pizza that was so bad that my boyfriend couldn't even politely get through. He was like, <laughs> I just can't do this. <laughs> Oof. Just too overcooked? Too. I, I got the wrong cheese. I, I was at Trader Joe's, and I was buying things quickly, and I got... Um, vegan cheese which is mostly good but in the bulk that I used it in I used it like regular cheese and it was disgusting it was horrible it was horrible oh boy oof alright question 75 dubbed the Ben Hansen after the first guest of this show what is the greatest piece of art ever made what the hell yeah that's crazy oh, I don't know <laughs> and I'm definitely not an authority on it um, I think in terms of medium, um, I, I really think that musicals can accomplish a lot more than a lot of other mediums can. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so, and because I love them so much, then I'll, I'll go with a musical. Um, I don't know. Oh, I think, um, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, Assassins, the Sondheim musical is pretty much as close to perfect art as you can make it like it, wow. it it can sort of change your dna when you watch it it like makes it's like the best conversation starter about american violence i've ever seen um wow, fascinating also maybe once on this island or les mis i don't know i don't know i can't decide i mean the the person that question is named after his answer was hamilton oh cool uh, okay so that that's why I love that question because there is no answer that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, I would say yeah, I, it's got to be a musical. I like it. I like it. Uh, Seventy six. Have you ever had something happen to you that you would consider paranormal? Um, there was a a ghost, a kid ghost in my house that I lived in in <gasps> Chicago, the first house I lived here in. And... A kid ghost. Yeah, and I I'm not a huge paranormal person. Never saw a ghost before that or after that, but there was certainly a ghost of a kid. It wasn't like an ominous ghost. You, I would just see it sometimes. Um, and it was always in the same part of my apartment. Oh, my gosh. I love that so much. <laughs> and we have, would have uh, people stay with us and because uh, you could see it from our couch, which is where people would sleep if they like came to visit. Mm -hmm. And on two separate occasions, two people who didn't know each other uh, said to me and my roommate, um, 
Is there like a kid who lives downstairs in like the downstairs apartment who like came up to use the bathroom? Twice. There's no kid that lived in our house or in the apartment below us. You done got a ghost there. I know. I, full ghost. That's that's full on who you gonna call territory. I know. I'm, wow. I'm there. I had full ghost. <laughs> I love those stories. Uh, seventy seven. Would you ever use a Ouija board? Absolutely not. Uh, didn't you? Uh, did you hear what I just said? <laughs> <laughs> there was a full ghost in my home. A full on ghost. No way. Yeah. I, I agree with you. There's no, there's no good reason to. You're just, you're begging for trouble. Absolutely. So, uh, seventy-eight. Simply, why? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is bad, 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 bad. It's bad, 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 bad. Uh, seventy-nine. If given the chance, when would you time travel to? Oh, um, if I'm not tasked with killing some horrible dictator, um, Mm -hmm. I uh, didn't get to meet either of my mom's parents. Um, and so they're like, they're legends in my brain. Like I've only ever heard people talk about it. And, um, people are always constantly talking about my mom's mom. So my grandmother's laugh and there's no recording of it, but I've met people my whole life being like, I knew your grandmother and I got to tell you, she has the, she had the best laugh. So maybe I'd go and have tea with my grandparents. That's incredible. But then watch something like super sad. So she would never laugh. And then it would still oh, stick in your craw the whole time. I'd be like, Hey, we never got to meet. Let's laugh. She's like, no, what? <laughs> Just give me one. One for the road. I was like, please. Ugh, I know that would be heartbreaking if I went all the way back in time and I couldn't make her laugh. Oh my God. That is a Twilight Zone episode. That just is a Twilight it Zone. It is. <laughs> uh, question 80. Have you ever made a sudden dramatic change to your lifestyle and stuck to it? No. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, 81. What game show, past or present, would you love to be a contestant on? Only Connect, the British game show, or Supermarket Sweep. Maybe Jeopardy. I could probably win college Jeopardy. I always do way better at those. Obviously, (laughs) everyone does. But I sometimes can get most of a board during college Jeopardy. I'm always convinced when they do, like, kids Jeopardy, it's just to, like, boost my ego for that week. Yeah. (laughs) Just to make me feel real good that I, like, ran a whole category. Totally. It's good. Um, What's a quote that you love? Ooh, um, it's the first line, um, of the book that I recommended earlier, Enthusiasm by Polly Shulman. Um, I read this when I was like 12, um, or 13 or in that area. And this has always been one of my favorite book or favorite quotes. There is little more likely to exasperate a person of sense than finding herself tied by affection and habit to an enthusiast. And I love that quote, and I because I my entire life I've been like uh, sort of the quiet friend of a lot of people who are very passionate and very enthusiastic about things, um, wow. and get me into a lot of trouble. I have a lot of mischievous people in my life, so that as an opening line for a book always blew my mind. That's amazing, yeah. Uh, Eighty three, a nice once again the nice uh, dichotomy of questions. What's the best shirt you own? Ooh, um, 
I don't know. Um, do you ever just like hate all your clothes? Um, Occasionally. I would say I have uh, this shirt uh, by, I think her name's Erin Featherston. Um, she uh, won a season of Project Runway. If you, if anyone oh. watched that, she was the one who like was always wearing yellow. But she uh, was selling t-shirts and she has this t-shirt design uh, of a white shirt. And it's covered with all these animals. But there's all these like little monsters hidden in the shirt. And anytime Ooh. I wear it, I always have people being like, what is that? That sounds really cool. Uh, 84, would you change your middle name? No. Hmm. Well, if you don't mind me asking, mm -hmm. are the people allowed to know what your middle name is? Sure. My middle name is Teresa, um, which is after Ooh. my dad's mom, which is my only grandparent that I got to meet. But she was wonderful. And I, I love that I have a little bit of her name. Yeah, totally. Uh, 85, what's a good impression you can do? Oh, I cannot. I can't. Um, I'm very, very <laughs> bad at impressions. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't do impressions. None of them? None. No. I, if I, like, sometimes uh, I can imitate singers better than I can imitate, uh, real people. Like, I used to do a, I don't know if you know the singer Joanna Newsom. Um, she's amazing. She's married to Andy Sandberg. Um, oh yes okay uh, I know I recognize the name but she yeah. has such a distinctive voice and I used to do an impression of her voice uh, to make my sisters laugh um, but that's basically it not not an impressionist okay that's fair uh, 86 is there a tattoo that you wanted to get but are glad you didn't get uh, yeah a couple of them I've almost gotten some <laughs> tattoos with improv teams and I'm pretty sure that would have i would have regretted those <laughs> depending on what it was though they, they yeah it might be fun. a cool story out of it yeah uh 87 how would you describe your 16 year old self Ooh, um she was way more serious than than i am now um uh i'd say she's guarded sarcastic um passionate uh angry tired uh uh fun wow i like this this is like a vision board of yeah. like terms and i'm also very happy i did go with orange cassidy because most of those describe him as well exactly see we <laughs> you hit the nail on the head I knew it. I knew it. Uh, 88. What's the worst injury you've ever had? Oof. Um, I've had some bad ones. I broke my nose twice and had to get three nose surgeries. And oh, so no. for a lot of, that's probably why I was so angry when I was 16. I had a bruise on my nose for two or three years of high school. Um, just like, oh, like a permanent, permanent bruise. bruise. Yeah. Oof. That I like, even with makeup, you could still, uh, see my, you can tell in pictures, when my nose was like really broken. Um, so a lot of pictures of me of, as a teen, I look totally different because I have a very broken nose. Wow. That sounds quite rough. Yeah. I've still never broken a bone. I'm not, Don't. I'm not totally convinced. And I'm I'll knock on wood of... for you. My <laughs> gosh, what are you doing? This is like the Ouija board of injuries. Don't announce that you haven't broken a bone. Come at me, world. No, don't invite that in. Bob, I'm telling you, I'm this here. is bad news. 
I'm here. <laughs> I literally uh, just heard you break your arm. <laughs> I it's shattered. It's shattered in so many pieces. And I still have to pick up my piece of paper. Um let's see. Question 89. Uh, is there a habit of yours you want to break? Yeah, I think I apologize too much. Um mm. I also think I ask people if they're okay too much. I'm a lot of like, are you okay? Are you all right? Are you okay? Um, and I think it makes the person I'm with feel a little uneasy. So those are two. Interesting. Okay. Uh, question 90. This is home stretch time. I'm excited. Have you, have you ever lied on your resume? I don't think so. No, I'm too afraid of being caught. I feel like now, right. especially like anyone can call anyone. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm the exact same way. I would not put something on there that I can't back up in the moment if called on it. Exactly. Too scared. It would it would freak me out too much. Yeah. Uh, 91. Have you ever punched someone in the face? In real life? No. No. In my head? Mm, it, countless oh, okay. times. <laughs> it's good. In the Matrix? Um. I just had a memory. This has nothing to do with me punching someone, but I was in a musical when I was like 14. It was, I was in uh, 42nd Street. And there mm. was a moment in the show where uh, a girl was supposed to punch a guy in the face and it was supposed to be a fake punch um, and it was fight choreographed. And then one of the nights of the show, uh, she full punched him in the face. Mm. And it's one of the worst sounds I've ever heard. <laughs> it's like truly one of, I was like, oh, like it made me feel sick to my stomach to hear it. Like you could hear it was horrible. Oh. And later, that same boy who I was just like in drama club with for forever, uh, we were in Sweeney Todd together. And uh, during the performance that we had to do for the school, which is horrible. Why did they make us do that? That's horrible. Can you imagine <laughs> thinking a bunch of 18-year-old kids are going to be interested in Sweeney Todd? Because they're not. Um, <laughs> uh, we had to kiss in the school performance. And we, when we did, we hit our teeth so hard together oh. that we both started bleeding. So this poor kid just kept getting beat up by women on stage. Oh, my God. He's a great guy. George, if you're out there, you're great. He just started bleeding from the teeth and he doesn't know why. He's like, oh, God, why? (laughs) I don't think he's an actor anymore, so that's probably why. Too many injuries. Yeah, if someone punched me on stage, I also think I remember there was another one. Like there were he, I I remember him like when we were seniors being like, "Can you believe I had three horrible injuries?" Forget what the last (laughs) one was. So all I remember is he was in a body cast when he told me. (laughs) All I remember is we were visiting him in the hospital. (laughs) Uh, Ninety-two. Would you ever go to a nude beach? Uh, yeah, I would. Depends on who I was with. Um, and I would want to have the option to leave right away if the vibe was weird. Um, but yeah, I would maybe go with like all my lady friends in Europe. Sounds fun. Uh, yeah, why not? Uh, 93. When was the last time you cried? Oh my God. I cry all the time. <laughs> I cry all the time. Um, uh, I cry. I cried when, um, I was scared. I had to bring my dog to the hospital this week and I cried. And they wouldn't let me go in with her, so I cried then. Um, crying a lot about my dog these days, just about how much I love her. Um, the other day, I was there's this uh, Glade Christmas commercial that always makes me cry, and um, 
out of the blue, one of my best friends, Mackie, like texted me about it. And then I was describing the commercial to my boyfriend and I started crying just describing it. I was gonna say why is there a Christmas commercial on in August no I just thinking about it I also I think I talked about it on Hey Riddle Riddle once in uh in full detail and started crying on Hey Riddle Riddle when I was describing it's a really sad commercial I don't want to ask more about this question yeah this this commercial sounds too powerful for our own good uh 94 what's something that you've done and will probably never do again skydive oh that's a cool one though yeah i don't think i'll do that that again Hmm, okay uh 95 what's the best compliment you've ever received oh that's really nice um that's a good question oh i don't know um i really like when people point out um or notice how much i uh like appreciate other people like anytime i have uh like when i would get an uh do an improv show and get a compliment after one of them i always the ones that meant the most to me is like you really set up that scene really well or like you really made someone else look good um that always felt the best and anytime i hear from any like high school or college age girl um that like anything i'm doing uh means anything to them that always that means a lot to me Oh, that's very sweet. Uh, 96, tell me a joke. Oh, my God. I don't have any. <laughs> um, oh, that's horrible. This is that, this is that other gotcha question. I told you there was one oh, more. Uh, this is okay. the one. Um, You know, this is not a real joke, but it's the hardest I've ever laughed at, like, a formal uh, knock-knock joke. Um, okay. So I worked at this uh, summer camp and was in the camp, uh, too, growing up, called Kids Cabaret. Um, it was like a theater summer camp and uh, it still exists. I think it's one of the oldest uh, theater, like community theater programs in the United States that's still running. But anyways, um, it is uh, the people who direct the shows are like 17 and eight, 18 year olds and it's kids who are in it. Um, and so I was probably like 17 and every year about halfway through there's a talent show um, on oh. one of our like longest rehearsal days. And this eight year old girl got up and was like, I'm going to tell jokes. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, this rolls. So she started doing a little kid stand-up set. And she told a knock-knock joke. And it's the hardest I've ever left at one. And she went, knock-knock. Who's there? Cheese. Cheese who? Cheese like the cheese you eat. <laughs> I, 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 that was 11, 12 years ago. And I think about it once a week. Hire that kid. Yeah. Hire that kid. She's like the cheese you eat. It also got the response like it was like someone in a huge theater, like a stand up. It was like Jerry Seinfeld, like first show back type response. Everyone was dying and not like in a sarcastic, like condescending way. Everyone laughed like it was the funniest joke they've ever heard because it is. It's very good. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, all right, 97. 97 used to be a question that I wrote that is just not that good. So I cut it out, and now 97 is the listener question of the week. Cool. Uh, so if anyone out there in the world has any questions that they want to get used on the show, it's 99QuestionsPod on Twitter or 99QuestionsPod at gmail.com. 
so this one uh, comes from, I actually got a couple good ones uh, from, from fans of the show. Uh, but this one coming from Marvel Marvelson. Uh, I love his name. Cool. Um, he says, audiences can be absolutely brutal. And while I think she is one of the funniest people around, I know not everyone feels that way. Uh, so his question is, uh, what is a bit that you did during a show that you believed would be hilarious and yet absolutely no one in the audience thought was funny? Well, first of all, how dare he suggest that not everyone thinks I'm hilarious? <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Yeah, um, Marvel. You hear it? <laughs> oh, all the time. I mean, especially when you're making stuff up. Like, uh, I forget what uh, who said this, but they broke down like... Uh, 10% of improv is like the worst thing that can possibly happen in the world. It is horrible. Um, it's like the least funny thing. 80% of the time, it's completely not memorable and sort of nothing. And then 10% of the time, it's good. So I have been in some horrible shows. Um, like to full audiences where people are not um, laughing. I've luckily never really been in a show where a scripted bit bombed. Um, like mm. I've never done a solo character that like played to silence or something like terrifying like that. Uh, but I was in this show in Chicago for years called world news tonight where we mm -hmm. did improv based on the news. But as you may know, the world uh, has only gotten worse <laughs> in the last Correct. few years. And, uh, we, there was one new world news show where we don't even get to pick the articles that get put up. Um, and the audience gets to cut them out of, out of newspapers and put them up. And they only, whatever for whatever reason, this audience cut out the most depressing, horrible, horrible oh, no. articles. And it was the worst two hours of my life. I was in, I was in full pain. I was holding my stomach on the side and my chest. And I was in the fetal position on the side of the stage being like, when will this end? Because we, it was like, there was an article about a doctor that was uh, killing kids sort of on purpose in a hospital. There was like, there was a bunch of gun violence articles. There was like uh, a think piece that was like uh, a guy making fun of like women. And it, I just, it hell, hell. So like I've only ever done bits that have gone well, like a couple times in my life. <laughs> it's, a, it's mostly improv is mostly bad. Wow, that is, uh, I don't want to say wonderful, but yeah, no, that is, I will say all of like my favorite memories with my friends are the worst improv shows we've ever done. Like times, especially with the guys from Hayward or Riddle, like I've, I've done some shows with them that have been horrible and I laughed harder backstage with them after that show than i've like ever laughed with them before because it's just it's so fun to fail together can't recommend failing with someone else more <laughs> you hear that everybody fail together yep uh but thank you marvel wonderful question uh 98 what made you want to be who you are today um yeah i'd say like I listened uh, when I was in Australia, I was really sad and I listened to a lot of like comedy podcasts and like a common theme of a lot of people who I felt like were enjoying the company around them were people who had done 
comedy at like theaters. Um, like you'd hear people talk about like UCB and Groundlings and IO and Second City. And I just had this like feeling in my stomach where I was like, maybe I should just go and try that. Mostly because like less about career ambitions and more about like those are the people I wanted to be in a room with. I was like, I want to be around funny people who aren't scared and like are willing to put themselves out there and be earnest. Um, so I, I'd say like that decision that came from hearing other people do it. And now I'm sort of in that world. Yeah, not sort of. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh no that's that's amazing um but we have reached the peak of the summit we are at question 99 can't believe we Wait, did peak it of the summit summit of the peak i don't know i'm no mountain <laughs> um, no you're a fish dang it <laughs> my secrets hold on i have a i have to swallow this tiny pellet of course <laughs> unrelated to any accusations uh 99 what do you want to be remembered for oh. Oh. Uh. <laughs> um so hard um i think i'd want to be remembered for uh enjoying people like hmm. taking the time to actually laugh at funny things that the people say around me I love that. Yeah. Yes. Having gratitude in real time. That's my answer. I want to be remembered for having gratitude in real time. Now that's a quote. That's a really strong quote. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was just picturing you waving your arm out to the side like some sort of plucky 1940s character as you say. Exactly. That. And in regard to the last question, I also want to be remembered. Everyone thought I was funny. I was everyone's taste. Everyone liked me. No one didn't. I everyone laughed at all my jokes. Always, I was never in a bit that was bad. <laughs> never, hundred percent approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Nope, no. <laughs> it was it was the first time that website rated just a human. I thought it was odd. Yeah, but, but hey, kind of an honor. Results. Erin, <laughs> uh, this has been an absolute joy. Uh, thank you so much. You've conquered them. You've conquered them all. All the questions. Thank you so You're much for having me. This is, uh, I pr talked for two hours straight. I can't believe it. I'm not sorry because I'm trying to break that <laughs> habit, but it is a lot. So thank you for listening. Hey, no worries whatsoever. Literally, the episode previous to this is about double the length. Whoa. Of this. <laughs> who was it? Uh, it is, uh, uh, Jason Daphnis. He's a producer on a music podcast that I, I absolutely adore uh, called Min Tracks. It's oh, basically cool. like one person and a guest each bring an album and the other person has to listen to it and review it. And they talk about like similarities and differences and what they like in the albums. Uh, so it can get like into really weird combinations of like, here's this old Miles Davis album versus like, uh, you know, some Metallica album. And, like, what are the similarities to them? And they often find, like, there really are in, like, the writing and structure of the music. It's absolutely great. Oh, my and God, that's a, fascinating. Such a blast. Yeah. Well, thank you this, so this... much for having me, Bob. It was so nice Whoa. to meet you. And uh, this is such a cool idea for a podcast. Congratulations on it. Oh, thank you. Uh, but is there anything you need to plug? Anything you want to put into the wonderful ether of this world? Uh, for listening audiences to listen to uh, anything at all. Follow me, Aaron Keefe 10 on Instagram or Aaron Keefe two on Twitter. Uh, but 
definitely check out the Hey Riddle Riddle podcast. We have a Patreon and we have episodes that are free on Apple, iTunes, wherever you uh, find podcasts. It's uh, really fun. We don't do that many riddles, so so please just go in with the expectation that there will be very few riddles, but it's a lot of fun. The two guys I do it with are two of the fastest and uh, funniest guys in the world, I think. What an absolute gem. The Orange Cassidy of the Hey Riddle Riddle podcast, Erin Keefe. Amazing to talk to her for this whole show. But it is that time once again. The light is on and we need to figure out what we learned today. We learned that the sport that's really taking the country by storm right now, professional rock skipping. I would watch this every time it was on. What are the betting lines? Which Keith has the better odds? I would bet on this. We learned that that kid from Young Sheldon is either a ghost that used to haunt her apartment, or he's got some major roles ahead of him. Keep in contact with your agent, kid. We also learned the best technique when you're fighting penguins is to try to distract them with your super cool Britney Spears CD. I've noticed it works every time. But we've got our next episode in two weeks, so stick around for that. I gotta swim on down the road. Not swim. Walk. I'm not a fish. I'm not a fish. Thank you. And blah, 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 blah.